If Luke never wrote the book of Acts, we would never know how to rely on the Holy Spirit. It's amazing because Jesus died on the cross. He left his mark on the earth. He came back, raised from the dead, rose from the grave, and spent 40 days with his disciples. Amazing. It's amazing because Jesus left his mark on the earth and on humankind. Not one kind, but humankind. He said, I'm going to come and I'm going to take your place. Wow, amazing. I'm going to come and be 100% God and 100% human. And some agnostic and people who don't believe that need to say, look, I need to know what faith is because faith is the substance of things that we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is real in our lives. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, come, Father, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, and in Jesus' name, guide this Growing in Your Word program. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. I'm Joseph, and listen, we're in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. It's going to be an amazing time. We're going to see miracles, man. We're going to see miracles take place. We're going to see how Jesus Christ left His Holy Spirit and how His Holy Spirit is still available today. And it's amazing. Listen, Jesus wanted us to be witnesses of His Holy Spirit, of Him. But we have to put on the Spirit. Jesus was the Holy Spirit, and Jesus loves us. Listen, He left, but He didn't leave forever. His Spirit still dwells in us. That's the key. Church, listen, God is here, and He's ready to do miracles in your life. And this is the blessing. This is the most blessingest book in the world. It's a book that helps us keep moving about Jesus and doing His work. While, we're, while He still lives in us as the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Amen? Amen. So growing in His Word is here to take you on this journey. On the journey with Paul, Saul, Saul of Tarshish. And, and the journey is going to begin. But listen, the journey begins with you. Because this book is not dead. The Holy Spirit is alive. And the Holy Spirit is in you. And you are the book of Acts. You're thinking, are you crazy? No. The book of Acts is us. The church is us. Yes, the church. We have churches. We meet up. But Jesus says, do you want to become closer to me? Draw closer to me? Then receive me and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. No, this isn't the Holy Roller program. (laughs) This is straight Acts chapter 1. And we're going to get into it. And we're going to bless, the Lord's going to bless your guys' walk in Jesus' name, man. You guys ready? Here we go, man. Acts chapter 1, man, verse 1. I mean, it's simple. The book of Acts provides a condensed history of the early church. And the miracles that spread it from the gospel from Jerusalem to Rome. And the Holy Spirit is going to be working like a freight train. It's amazing because... When I'm sleeping at night, man, sometimes I hear the train on the tracks, man. It's booking like 90, I don't know how fast they go, 70, 80. You can hear the power of that locomotive train, man. It's like boom, 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 hitting the tracks. Listen, Jesus wants to hit your tracks. And what I mean by that is this. Listen, Acts chapter 1, 
Verse 1 is amazing. And it says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, okay, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he had he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many. By many. Listen, infall- by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during the 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Wow. Let's stop on verse 3 and talk about verse 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3. Boom. 1, 2, 3. This is where it happens right here. Listen. Theophilus was basically... Probably a high-ranking officer, but we don't know. What we do know is he referred to him, Luke, as, as, as most excellent. So what, what, what it doesn't mean here, what, what it means here is, is this. It means this. A lover of God. But, but what I want to tell you is this is important. You guys got to listen to this because it, it, it's the most important message in your life. Because Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. Now, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, verse 3, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days, in speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Listen, the Holy Spirit was promised. Jesus is teaching. He's actually showing his disciples through his spirit that it's not over. That it's just begun. He's just imagine if Luke stopped and quit writing at the book of Luke. And the book of Acts was never written. What would become? Of what's going on now. Amazing. Listen. It's pretty much about his divine teaching. And his active ministry of the Holy Spirit in his church. His spirit through the church. But he didn't limit the Holy Spirit. In his power. Jesus relied on his own Holy Spirit. And he empowers us by his spirit. He's chosen us to present to present him on the streets wherever we go wherever we meet Jesus wants us to be the light Listen man God wants to use you I'm not messing around Listen You may be thinking hey man I'm growing on the, in the word I'm at home or I'm in my car I'm on the iPod and I'm I'm sitting here on iHeartRadio Yes Yes you are But listen Jesus Wants to touch your life. He wants you to get out and talk to the next person at the next 7-Eleven or the grocery store or wherever it may be. Jesus says, will you come and present yourself? Will you be the witness? Will you, be, will you go out there and represent me? You don't have to force your way. This is the problem today in the church or in the churches. Listen, we are the church, the Holy Spirit in Corinthians, the temple. God says that our bodies are the, are the holy temple. That's why we don't defile it with booze and sin. And if we do, we ask Jesus Christ to ask for forgiveness. And he's just to forgive our sins. Listen, 
You guys, are you ready for this? I, I mean, I'm excited because to me, this this book is so important because God wants to use you. And you're not you're not done, man. God God is ready to use you and you're sitting here listening to this sermon. God is ready to work in your life and you may say how. Listen, God doesn't want us to go out and slam his message to people. He doesn't want us to work it like Jehovah Witnesses. He doesn't want us to do that. We can't work our way. It's the Holy Spirit. This is the point of the book of Acts, the miracles that's going to take place. When I started the church years ago, I watched the whole church take off amazingly. It was amazing how God did it. And I didn't do anything. Remember Jesus' words. And to his disciples in John chapter 16, verse 7, it says, It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now the disciples could know that the promise would be fulfilled. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit was coming because Jesus promised to send the Spirit when he left. That is the key, folks. That is the key, believers. He left something so powerful that we need to rely on. It's his Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is so powerful that you have no idea. Because you don't have any faith. Oh, how dare you? You're judging me. No, 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 no. Read Hebrews 11, man. The honor of faith. Read it. Faith. Jesus said you got to have faith. Remember, how do you believe in something? You have to have faith. I hear believers and non-believers all the time. Some, some they're, just, they're, they're weak and I understand that. And I'm not picking on them. We all have our weakness. But listen. If you don't have faith, you cannot understand how the Holy Spirit works. You must take the faith and say, Lord Jesus, help me. Give me faith because I want to be about your business. Listen, listen, listen to this. Verse 2, until the day which he was taken up, and he was, after he through the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, the helper, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Listen, Jesus chose you. Well, you can't refer to us as the apostles. No, but but you're his disciples. You're his saints. You're his uh, believers. What are we doing? Listen, what are we doing in the COVID-19 outbreak? What are we doing? Well, we can't go outside. We can pray. We can get out there with masks. We can do the things that God called or prepare. We can prepare now for a revival. You want a revival in your life? You may be thinking, what am I doing during the COVID? You know how many, you know how many deaths are going on right now and, and so, many, so much sadness of broken hearts in the household? Turn the news on. It's all negative. Jesus says, look, turn to me. You're broken hearted, I will fix it. You may be locked up in a house and hiding from a, a rotten disease, a famine. But listen, I'm here for you. I am here for you and I love you. Listen, believers, it's important because God chose us to be about his business. 
And he and listen to this. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering. He suffered. Jesus said we as believers are going to suffer. We have to count the cost. What do you mean count the cost? Yeah, we got to count the cost. He suffered for us. They ripped his beard out of his face. They spit on him. They beat him. Remember the Roman soldier? Remember that when they remember when they, when they when they remember when they beat him? When the when the Sadducees and the and the hypocrites and the in the in the in the remember the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin that came up and wham hit him in the head. And he said, "Why did you hit me? You ever been hit when you're not looking? Bam! Why do you hit me? What did I do? Nothing. Jesus did nothing wrong. He was perfect." He was a lamb led astray, but not, not astray by confusion, by God. God allowed himself to, oh, it's amazing. I can't, I just can't, it, I, I can't imagine. Or my, I'm tongue-tied. His only begotten son died for us. On the cross, so that our wretched, nasty sins could be forgiven. Amazing. Well, I don't believe that. Well, how come every time I go to a hospital and you're and you're on your deathbed, you believe it? But before you didn't. It's amazing what what death on your door will do. Oh, I'm a believer now. Oh, you are now. Okay, all right. You're done spending all that money and doing the lifestyle you lived, suffering. Jesus says. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. James chapter 1. Knowing that that trial produces patience, but let patience have its prophetic work in your life. Jesus wants to take your trial and use it for his glory. Well, you don't understand. I lost my legs. Well, Jesus has, you still have arms. Wave at people and smile. It's about Jesus and molding us into his prophetic image. We're not perfect, but Jesus is. We fall short, and we know this. But be happy. He suffered. Jesus says we're going to suffer. Count the cost. It's about. It's not all about suffering. There is happiness as a believer. But I don't have a religion. We don't have. Listen, believers don't have a religion. We accept Jesus Christ in our hearts. We put on Christ. We walk in Christ. He goes before us. The Holy Spirit indwells in us. And that's it. And, and we win. We win. But suffering is part of being a believer. It's to get us and mold us into His image. But infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He was perfect. It's the basis that believers have confidence, listen, in the, in the resurrection of our Lord. The Greek word is basically, uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty much a decisive proof. You know, it's, you know basic, basically Christian beliefs and believers is not built on speculation or myth, but on the sovereign acts and work and words of God. Okay, basically the kingdom of God is real. And we have to take that in our hearts and place that in our lives. And understand that, like it says in Ephesians, we are seated with Christ at this very moment. Just waiting to be taken away by whatever means or whatever happens. Listen, don't be, don't be sad. 
This book is the most exciting message in the whole world. <laughs> but it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit. We can't do anything. It's the Holy Spirit in us. We have to give ear and listen to the Holy Spirit when he speaks to us. And we need to be witnesses. Filled with the Holy Spirit is key and be empowered and relying on the Holy Spirit. And, and, and this is the key. Listen, listen, listen. And being assembled together, listen to this. And being assembled together, verse 4, with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promises of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Jesus wants us to wait. Why? If we don't wait on the Holy Spirit, we get messed up. Jesus was telling them to wait. He wanted them to get the Holy Spirit. Listen, if we don't wait, we mess it up. How many times have we done things as believers and we don't wait? We don't wait. We just do it. There's a job right there. Job opportunity. Boom. And we grab it. We jump on the train and we don't wait. The train takes us way out to sea. There's no way out. Now we're stuck because we didn't seek the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? Believers, listen. Are you, are you listening? Are you making a decision right now? No, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not a palm reader. I don't have your palm in my hand. I'm telling you biblically as a believer. <laughs> I don't care if you're uh, a Taurus or, a, or a whatever you are. I'm not into that. It's, that's, that's paganism. I'm telling you, are you going through a situation in life where, you're, where you really need to get on your knees and say, Lord, what's going on here? Why am I hitting the wall? Why am I losing my husband? Why am I losing my wife? Why am I coming estranged and, and dwindling with the bottle or the, the pain? Why am I trying to cover something that I can't fix? Jesus is saying, don't make a decision. Come to me. Listen. Come to me. Get on your knees and seek me. Wait. Don't jump in the fire. Once I bought a car like that, I told my wife, I got to have that car. Oh, it's a nice one. She said, well, maybe you ought to pray about it. I said, nah, nah, I need that car. That, that's my car right there. My name's right on it. It's, it's a one of a kind. She's like, okay, here we go. It's uh, <laughs> okay. I bought the car. <laughs> oh, did I buy the car? <laughs> Everything was wrong with it. I couldn't even, it started up nice. The next week, it kept breaking down, breaking down, kept breaking down. Alternator, the starter, the belts, the transmission, the engine. And I should have listened to the woman and bought a new car. But listen, I didn't rely on the Holy Spirit. You live and you learn, you grow. What I'm saying is Jesus is telling his disciples to wait on me. Wait, bigger things are going to happen. And bigger things are going to happen in your life right now if you wait on the Holy Spirit. But we need to plan. Listen, we need to plan. We need to plan. What is our next move for Jesus? I don't know. I can't do it. No, we can't. But we can, we can plan it and pray and ask God to show us any will. Listen. Listen to this. 
But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. He's proving that the Helper is here for them and that the Helper will go before them. Listen, therefore, verse 6 says, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? (laughs) And he said to them, I'm not getting involved with these Roman soldiers. No, he didn't say that. (laughs) That's just messing around. Listen, he said, It's not for you to know the times of season, which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Listen, he didn't want them to know when he was going to return because he didn't want them to be lazy. Listen. He wanted them to wait. And it's worth waiting. Listen. To wait means that they had, to, they had a promise it would come. To wait means they must receive it. Because they couldn't create it themselves. And to wait means that they would be tested by waiting as a little, for a little while. But listen to this. This is, this is important. Because... He didn't want them to become lazy, comfortable. How many times have we heard nice, rosy, candy sugar messages? Oh, it was a blessing, that message. Oh, it touched my life. And then we do nothing with it. I'm lost here, Pastor Joseph. No, listen. Let let me repeat this. You shall receive power, verse 8. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up in a cloud, a cloud, okay, at that Shechaniah, okay. It's it's an Old Testament. It's basically the, the the cloud of glory, okay, because God gets all the glory, not 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 people on pulpits or 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 or, or witnesses. It's all about Jesus. So he gets the glory. And so here's what's going on. Listen. So verse 9 says, Now when he has spoken these things, listen to this, it's important. While they watched, while they watched, witnesses, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up, up into heaven? This same Jesus who was who was taken up from you into heaven will also come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Wow, amazing. What's going on here? What's going on here? Instead of being concerned about the date of Jesus' return, and we hear this all the time. Get ready, God's coming back. Hurry up. You know, hurry, hurry, he's coming. The scare message. You know? It, it, let's, please, please, please listen to this. Please. Instead of blah, 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 we're surrounded by uh, armies and this and that and end times. and Yeah, end times are good. But for how long? How long must we keep people on their seats wondering, here comes the Lord. My heart's beating any minute. And, oh, Boom, nothing. And you may think, oh, that's a dud. That's heresy, Joseph. No, it's not. Listen. 
Quit putting people on the edge. Listen to this. Quit being concerned about the date of Christ's return. The disciples' job was to carry his message throughout the world. You shall receive power. Okay? This doesn't refer to personal power. I have power. Look over here and I'm going to... I'm going to heal you of lupus. No, dude. Doctors are going to do it. In fact, Luke was a physician and he wrote this. He was the doctor. Actually, the author of this book was a doctor. Trust in the MDs, not the power of the snake holders on pulpit number five. No, man. It's about, well, I don't, I don't want to hear this message. He doesn't understand. He's preaching against the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can do it. Yes, the Holy Spirit can do it. Not us, but he usually does it through MDs and scans and x-rays and medicine. Okay? That's all I'm saying. And about the message of the end times, listen, the time is now. We believers need to get out there and tell people about the love and mercy of Jesus. Listen, we're running out of time here, but you know what? Jesus loves you. Listen, Jesus loves you, okay? And he wants a relationship with you, okay? He he went to heaven. He it, it's why I believe, you know, in the rapture, it's coming. Jesus promised that he would not leave or nor forsake us, but would be with us always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28 says it in John 14, verse 18, he fulfilled this promise in in in, in the form of the Holy Spirit. Who dwells within believers? Please look at John 16. The cloud received him. He went up. These three statements portray the gradual majestic departure of Jesus from the earth. And the second coming of Christ, he'll establish the kingdom and and it'll occur the same way Jesus ascended physically, visibly, and in the clouds. And listen, believers, you don't got to worry. Because Jesus already won the battle. He died for us. He's with us. He wants us to go, Amay. Go. Be about his business. Don't worry about the bombs and the wars. And, and don't worry about Israel and all that. Yeah, we love Israel. We support Israel. Israel's, yes, we love Israel. Israel, we love Israel. We love Israel. We do. It's a blessing to bless Israel. But Israel is not the church. Jesus is. Israel is a Jewish state. Israel is a Jewish state. Jesus was a Jew, yes. But it's not replacement theology here. We cannot replace Israel as the church. Well, I'm not doing that. Sure sounds like it to me. Eyes on Jesus, man. He's the prize. Israel is Israel. God's got his hand on Israel. Ask every Israeli. They will tell you, Baruch Hashem, God is with us. We need Jesus. Israel is Israel. We are God's witness. We don't need to go to Israel and pound Jews with Jesus. We need to let Jesus in us be witnesses to the earth. Leave Israel alone. Leave France alone. Leave Poland alone. Leave China alone. Let Jesus in you. Let the Holy Spirit in you.
do the work. You don't got to work. The Holy Spirit in you will work. He loves you. It's about Jesus. Get on Jesus. Eyes on Jesus. Revival on Jesus. Well, you may think, oh, all those countries are... Listen, they listen to my broadcast. And they'll tell you. The emails will tell you. Eyes on Jesus. Because his eyes are on you. He was here for 40 days. Way, way more time than that, before that. But he died and rose and was with us 40 days to prove that he's alive. And he's well. And he left his helper. His helper is with us. Will you let the Holy Spirit go before you? Will you? Will you continue to be the light? Because Jesus is the Holy Spirit. He's He's never left us. We're going to stop here. We're going to stop on this verse. Next week, hit the upper room with a prayer meeting. And then we're going to go into Acts, man, big time. We're going to see what the Holy Spirit does. Jesus left us these words. They're still alive today. And there's power in them. Father, we come before you, Lord. And we love Israel. We love Jerusalem. We support Israel. We support the Jewish state. Yes. But Lord, we know that you, Father, have more work for us to do. Lord, you go before us, Father. We thank you for these words. We thank you for the obedience that Luke gave us. And Father, we thank you for this, the promises that you gave us. The promises, your Holy Spirit, Lord. Wow, what an amazing thing. And we thank you for that, Jesus. And we love you for that, Father. Father, we pray for this nation. Lord, as we come to an end of this COVID-19 virus, the vaccines are in, Father. And Lord, we pray that you heal this nation now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. And thank you for logging on and growing in His Word. Growing in His Word is powered by the Holy Spirit, sponsored by the Holy Spirit, and driven by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> God bless you guys. We love you, man. And we'll see you next week.